hello and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. This is like our third or fourth take because we had to get a new microphone mm-hmm. again. Um, but we figured it out. We're women in STEM. We did it. Once again. Um, Together, what can't we do? What can't we do? Um, this film stars Olivia Cook from House of the Dragon and Bill Nye, who was nominated for an Oscar today for a movie. I don't know what it's called, but uh, I think it's like a one word title. Dabloon. Um, Dabloon. You got it. How close am I? Um, it is called Living. So pretty, not at all. Pretty close. <laughs> but wow, it looks cute, whatever it is. Watch it be like the darkest thing you've ever heard. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it is a spy film. Oh, okay. Yes. I would watch that. Um, oh, no, that's not right. <laughs> it is not a spy film at all. It's actually called Dabloon. No, it's... Um, it just looks like it kind of, because he's got a little hat on the cover. Um, it is inspired by a Tolstoy novel. It's an, an, so did an, you look at the cover, <laughs> see a little hat, and just instinctively say it's a spy movie? Well, it says it depicts a bureaucrat, and I was like, that's government, blah, blah, And then I was like, no, bureaucrat's actually like not like being a spy at all. Um, and he is facing a fatal illness. So that sounds rather dark, I fear. Yeah. I figured with the name Living, it's like they're not going to give you something happy. You know who's in it, though? It's got my girl Amy Lou Wood in it. She's second build. Who is she? Amy from Sex Education. Oh, you do love her. Bitch, I'm going to watch this. Okay, yeah. Wow. Hmm. Stay tuned. Although I'm, I'm currently rooting for everything everywhere all at once for almost everything except for Best Actress, which Michelle Yeoh is tied for first with Kate Blanchett, as we yeah. were saying. I, I really will, wish I, they could give a, two winners. They've done it before. They should. Because, they should. Wow. Because those two really, it's like... Those would be exemplary performances in any year. Yeah. So, <clears throat> it's like some years you just have kind of a dearth, I fear. Most years lately, yeah. I've felt. Like, Last year was really pulling for Kate, or for Kirsten Dunst and Best Supporting, but I don't remember who won Best Actress last year. Yeah, the, honestly, the past few years have, have felt so flop. Yeah, they really for have. movies. Like, 2020 and 2021, flop. And then Things started picking up again this year. I feel they did as well. Like, um, nope. Oh, it was, was Jessica Chastain for Tammy Faye. Yeah, and see, so I that love was, that movie, but also it starts to drag. Yeah, and it wouldn't be... It's like, it, that doesn't feel like an Oscar movie to me, as much as I love it. No, it's a sick movie now. Yeah. It's not an oh, Oscar movie. Oh, it's a movie. comfort movie for certain. But I do... Maybe be- one of the comfort movies it's for me lately. It's become one for me. Wow, I'll watch bit. it whenever. But then when it starts to get sad, I'm like, that's enough of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want to get to the scene where the teen boys are laughing at her. It makes me sad. That's too sad, and I also don't really care about the beginning. Like, that's too sad, too, with, like, her mom being really mean to her mm-hmm. and all that. Just fast but, forward to when she meets Jim. Yes, yeah. yes. And honestly, even the first couple scenes with her and Jim, it's really when it when they when he gets on TV that I think is when it starts to be yeah. good. Because then her her face is like very slowly starting to get a little kooky at that point when she's pregnant. They did a great job of kind of boiling the frog. In they that movie. really did. It's like everything is just a little like a degree worse than it was in the previous scene <laughs> until you're like, what am I looking at? She is um, Tammy Faye. Yeah. Is one of a collection of women yeah. that I would say are granny who chose the virtuous path. 
Well, she didn't really quite well, choose okay, the first quite, yeah. either. Sorry, let me clarify. I guess I'm just thinking, again, I'm thinking about the middle of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> truly. And not any other part of her life. Yeah. I think we've all been willing to recast Tammy a little bit as part victim, part advocate. Right. You know. Yeah. Her more forgiving qualities. Totally. Um, but all these women that if Granny had not lost her damn marbles. <laughs> yeah. She could kind of, we could, she could lean into that as a type. Yeah. That's why I've been, I've been watching, uh, here's what I've been up to. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Let's get into what we've been up to. Sinking um, up. Sinking up. I, uh, Nicole very blessedly mm-hmm. got her friend who runs the Plex for us. Yes. To upload all of Joanna Lumley's travel shows. So you get, did you get your Silk Road back? I did. Girl, so you I'm can so watch happy. it. I can. Uh, oh, wow. That's that was a program. So weird. For, for those who are new, Molly fell in love with these travel programs starring Joanna Lemley of Absolutely Fabulous. Yes. And boy, isn't she. Birthday twin of mine. Yes. God, that woman. And Katya. And they look the same. Damn. That is, y'all are a holy trinity. I feel that way too. <laughs> Damn. That's, that's really something. That's mothers. Um, she has been touched by an angel in all of the best ways. Like, she's had good work done. Yeah. And I don't think she'd even pretend she hasn't had any done. No. But she's just, like, such a beautiful older woman. She's so beautiful. And so elegant. And she's got this, like, incredible joie de vivre. We love her. So plucky. And she flirts with any old thing on this program. And people are delighted by it. There's always younger men in her grip. As you can imagine, Some Craig people just loves the program. <laughs> I bet he does. She but has it, man. She really does. She has got so much damn charisma. And frankly, like, she's honestly a trooper. Yeah. There's, um, we did her Nile adventure. And yeah. And she ended up on this barge. I don't remember what border she was crossing. It was like an overnight barge trip. It looked like her, like nobody's safety to arrival was promised, you know. Damn. Like, and she and just she did, did it. Yeah, her, she literally just like slept on the deck with a blanket. What a cool individual. She's so cool, but then she also like when she comes across like a beautiful bobble or something, you know, she's gonna get it for herself because well, she, she's got money. She's got money. <laughs> she like you know, I love when they can make like everything seem delicious. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. She was on Coronation Street, which sounds like one of those, you had to be there. But <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm never going to watch it. I'm not going to touch it. But if there was like a compilation of her best scenes from it, I bet yeah. that would be fun. I would enjoy that. Boy, she's pretty. Very pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you got so into these and they were on Discovery Plus, And then you were like, hey, let's watch one. And then it was just gone. It just, they disappeared that. They disappeared Sue Ganges, or sorry, Sue Perkins, the Ganges. Yeah. Which was so good. And also where the hell on all of God's green internet is the supersizers go? Where is it? I am so distressed. There's someone out here. I am trying to form weapons against Sue Perkins. (laughs) Trying to keep us from her content. I was going to say, it feels like the weapons being formed against (laughs) me, and it do be prospering a little bit, as the tweet said. Yeah. Um, Because I really love... That was another comfort viewing. Like, when I was on maternity leave, I watched so much of that shit. I'd watch the same episode over and over again. If you could get me a true blue history channel that was just like that, just hours and Go hours free. of programs like that where they're like we're just gonna sort of live the way people did yeah 
Oh my God. I would pay a hundred dollars a month for that. For certain. That'd be my favorite. That would be my, my most used. More expensive than cable. And I would pay a hundred dollars a month for it. Because that's curated content right there. That's so a custom experience. If anyone in Hollywood is listening. <laughs> um, did you, have you seen the girl on TikTok that like has a history show? She's like a British girl and she just like makes all these extremely goofy kind of deadpan jokes about yes, things. Yes. I like her. I like her so much. I'm like, what is this program? I'd love to watch it. But, I, like, goofy... She's Scottish, right? Goofy history, yes. History shit is I what I want. I love Scottish girls. They are so good. Scottish people, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Some of the best. The, some of the best, yeah. What a, like, you know, honestly, they what just a cool are fun. Country. Yeah. They're fun. God, I love Scotland. Um, anyway, I don't know how I we watched, got to Scotland. I don't know either. We watched some Sue Perkins in Japan oh, this past fun. weekend. Which was sick. I don't think I, I caught that it was Sue. No, I misspoke. Uh, <laughs> it was, in fact, Joanna Lumley. Oh, okay. In okay. Japan. I was going to say Sue would be fun in Japan, too, though, I bet. I'm sure she's done one, too. Yeah. But I have got to get my ass over to Japan to <laughs> friggin' sweet. <laughs> I have got to go there. It does seem so, so cool. I don't really... I need to watch Joanna. filled with wonder watching it. <laughs> I honestly... It's like, I would go... If I were to go, based off of what I've seen on this show, yeah, for like two weeks, mm-hmm. I would probably spend two days tops in Tokyo. It would seem really, yeah. There's maybe. that much to do outside of it. Yeah, it's so well. But here's the thing, though, is like you got to be. It seems like there's. I'm sure there's like so much history to cover too, but yeah. also like kind of a scenery yeah. tour. Oh my god, scenery I know. trip. So it doesn't look like it's that there's big, like, there's, but apparently there's like lots of beautiful. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah. Just some of the prettiest shit you've ever seen in yeah. your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. She really made a, a hell of a case for it. I think the thing, Tokyo, I'm sure, is also like super duper fun. Yeah. Um, when a city is that big, same with Mexico City. You can't I, get your arms around it. I get claustrophobic being in a city yeah. that big. I like big cities, but like New York big. You yeah. Know? You don't have to go far to see like a natural boundary. Right. In New York, like, yeah. you could go see the ocean. Yeah, totally. And then it's like, okay, there's more than New York. Yeah, definitely. But, like, if you plop yourself in the middle of Tokyo and we're like, walk till you get out of it, I don't know how long it would take. Oh, boy. It's so big. I wonder if there's, like, a girls-type show, because I loved the Tokyo episode of Girls. Yeah. I would love to watch a Japanese girls Let's do some research on that. I bet that would be entertaining. I bet it would. I bet in a city like Tokyo, you could have all kinds of very goofy storylines. Oh, I'm sure. Um, What, did did you ever watch Old Enough? Yes, oh my god, that is so stinking cute. And like a lot of those are like kind of more rural looking Japan. Yeah. It's like, boy, that's cute. It's such a cute show. (laughs) What, like a perfectly manicured little forest near your house. I know, yeah. Like, that's like a little fairy garden vibe. Yeah. It looks sick. It does. Anyway. I'm going to have to watch. I, what did I even do? What did I do? I hung out with friends. Yeah. I, <laughs> you said, you said um, us shopping is a load-bearing part of your weekend, and I was like, yeah, man. This whole weekend, I was I like... I feel out of, out of whack. I had, like, a baseline agitation. I, like, couldn't <laughs> nail why, and it was like, because I haven't gone shopping. <laughs> I haven't gotten to go look I at I haven't trinket. gone to my little errands with my sister. <laughs> um, Just a yammer-yammer for, like, yeah, three or four hours. Th- I don't... You and I do it right as rain. We sure do. And we didn't get to this weekend. Yeah. This this sync up is for real. This is this is the realest sync up we've had. Yeah. Um Yeah, what else? Oh, I meant to tell you, and I think I did. 
the Lindsay got me a Polaroid camera for I Christmas. Sure and my God, if you've thought about it and you were like, oh no, who like it's a hipster move, whatever. Just do it. So fun. It's well, well I'm sure it's our big age. You can afford it's probably chuggy now. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, That's yeah, like, I can afford the film now. Right. Um, I'm having the absolute tea of my L. How I, are you displaying them, or are you? I haven't yet. Okay. But I did find like a pen that I can use that won't like streak. Yeah. To write little things. Oh, that's nice. Um, but yeah, I brought it to hang out with friends, and it was just like. The photos that you get out of that. They're so pretty. There's so much. And then you can always digitize them for Instagram if you need. You yeah. Know? But like. But it's, it really somehow like captured the feeling of a moment better yeah. than your phone can. It has like such a nice warmth to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Tig has one and she will take pictures of us every once in a while. And they're always like, like she's t- using terrible angles or whatever. But I'm like, man, these make me look cool. Like these yeah. are like. Well, and it's like cool to see how your kid views you too. Yes. She uses them as bookmarks in where she is. Because she, she has ah. me and Parker read the same books with her at bedtime. Because uh-huh. she's like, she's actually reading them to us. So she's like, I read this book and I'm reading it now to each of my parents. Because I don't want them to miss this. It's Aww. it's very crucial that they catch this. <laughs> so it's at any point she's like, mommy, you're ahead of daddy. Or daddy, you're ahead of mommy. Like, it's kind of like Does a little she race. she photos of y'all? And she the- uses photos of us to mark where we are individually with her in the book. Girl, that is <laughs> so cute. Isn't that so sweet? Boy, she is so sweet. She's, it's too much. I got a Polaroid of her, actually, Friday night. Um, we watched, oh, yeah, yeah. We watched the right. girls Friday night. Uh, I didn't hardly see hide nor hair Miko at all. Oh, she yeah. asked for tag. That was so cute. And then she just sort of talked about her day until she fell asleep mid-sentence. And then he got up and she goes, you can go outside. You can go out, dear. Yeah. She, um, lately when she tells me stories about her day, she'll go, mommy, um, the other day, or, um, mommy, on this day, it's so cute, on this day, I did this. It's so sweet. I love the way she talks. I do too. Golly. It's, some, it's like so um, formal sometimes. It is. Full sentences. Yeah. She never ever just uses the adjective when she should use the adverb. Like she knows how to use adverbs perfectly, organically. Like she's never said, I did good. She always knows to say, I did well. I don't know how that happened because you're not a stickler for that kind of thing. I am not at all because I think actually it's really cute when kids say stuff incorrectly. But um, no, she'll she'll be like, my day, like she'll say, my day went well or like he was running around crazily, you know, like. That would freak me out to watch a toddler use an adverb that well. She does. She knows how to do it. It's like, it's, I've never, I've never, like, I have no idea where she gets this from. She does have a friend at school who's like extremely verbal that she hangs out with. And I've noticed that her vocabulary has even gotten more impressive since being around this little girl. So she'll say Boy, like, "That's a cute little like isn't that cute? interchange." <laughs> so cute, because um, they're having like little conversations. These little three and four year olds on the playground. I would love to sort of like eavesdrop. I would too. I think it. She'll tell me sometimes like, and I told him no, I don't <laughs> like that. Or <laughs> it's so cute. Oh my gosh, I love these ages of my kids. Like I wish I could just freeze them here for like a really long time. It's mm-hmm. just so, they're so funny. 
Ugh. Granny always said that her favorite age was three and on because yeah. she was like, when they get to talking, it really is Wait, so funny. It's so funny. They just say stuff. Yeah, man, man. I love it. They're funny kids. They are. I got a, a Polaroid of Tig holding her uh, mug brownie because we stayed up late making a mug brownie. <laughs> And she like she kept tricking it out. I was like, "Do you want to put marshmallows in it?" And she was like, "Oh yes, hell yeah!" She was like, "Can we do sprinkles?" And I was like, "Absolutely, you can." <laughs> well, she was like about to volunteer. She was like going to volunteer you that you were going to make brownies that night. Like, oh a no, she had a brownie. She absolutely volunteered me. And I was like, "Baby, I think I had a conversation. I was like, well, if Aunt Molly wants to do that, that's fine, and we oh, have all the stuff for I it.' I loved it, but um, but." No, she had she had wanted you to make like a big pan, and I was like, maybe oh. that takes a long time. Maybe you should just make a mug brownie instead. But I didn't know what she had told you. Like we're gonna oh, make brownie brownies. No, she just honestly, she just like put her iPad down and was like, can you look up a recipe on your phone for a mug, mug brownie? And can we make that? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no question. That sounds awesome. <laughs> She's so sweet. Um, and it was fun to do. Yeah. She was my little helper. It was awesome. She loves cooking. Uh, man, she was so cute about it. She was like, don't tell mommy and daddy we made this. And I was like, oh, I never would. First thing in the morning, but she then was also- like, did you see that mug in the fridge? <laughs> I was going to say she asked me to save the rest of it. <laughs> so I just got like saran wrap and put it around the mug and like popped it in your fridge. Like, I don't know, girl. <laughs> um, but then she was like, but don't tell mommy and daddy. So like, girl, they're going to see it. <laughs> she like told us immediately. And she was like, ha ha, Aunt Molly and I made a mug brownie. Like she had like gotten away with something. And I was like, hey, you told me you were going to. And I told you to do so. And B, do you think your aunt wouldn't have told me this? I, yeah, I snitch on your kid's ass immediately. <laughs> well, and I told her, you know, we have conversations about, like, secrets with grown-ups are not okay. Surprises are great, but we don't keep secrets from mommy and daddy. And she was like, okay. Like, we talk about that a lot because, you yeah. know, that's like... And so I think she probably, bless it, wouldn't know what that's really about. Right. And would be like, okay, we don't keep secrets. <laughs> However, <laughs> however, brownies, we could. Oh, yeah. Well, because I, I, I did tell you this. <laughs> she was um, up. I think she like got up from her bed and I, I was eating my tie and I was like, Craig, can you go check on her? And um, I, I heard her meet him in the hallway and he was like, Tig, you need to go to bed. Um, and she was like, I could. What did she say? Like, I could stay up a little bit longer or something Craig was like I don't or no she asked for like applesauce or something girl it was something nutty where Craig was like I don't think your parents want me to do that and she goes I thought they wouldn't want me eating a mug brownie either (laughs) like we're already in it like did she she was like blood in blood out That is so goofy. I know. Like, she's like, you're going to get in trouble for letting me have a mug brownie. Manipulative. It was what funny, a though. goof. <laughs> she has um, a sad rising. I think that's right. Yeah. She has a sad rising. Yes, she does. Doesn't she? Yeah. Just. <laughs> and Miko um, has a sad moon, just like you. Love it. And a Leo rising. A lot of fire. <laughs> Lots of fire in these kids. Man, what was, how how have you been? Um, 
<laughs> what have I been up to? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the reason we didn't get to see each other this weekend much is because on Saturday we had to wake up really early to head to the Dallas area um, for Parker's sister's wedding, which was on Sunday evening. And because this Monday was like going to be the first Monday this entire year where both of our kids had been in school, we were like, man, I'm not missing another one. Like, yeah. I want to have a five-day work week this week. I have stuff I need to get done. I just want my routines back, mm-hmm. you know? And so we were like, we're going to come home after the wedding. And it's, like, very far away. So we were gone from, like, early Saturday morning until 10.48. No, 10.42 p.m. Because I sent y'all a text, like, finally home on Sunday night. Boy, I Boy. was tired. We drove for 10 hours during that time. I cannot believe you did that. It was really something. Um, yeah, y'all really... I couldn't... Yeah. Yeah. The, the, girl, the 1048 of it all shocked me, because I think I went to bed before you started actually replying to our text. Girl, it was really something. Um, yeah, so we... The girls were flower girls in Parker's wedding, or Parker's sister's wedding, and... Um, as we were pulling into the venue, so like Parker's parents live probably like almost four hours from us. And then the venue was an hour from their house. So it wasn't quite like it added, it wasn't like we had to drive like back through yeah. his parents, you know, house area, um, neighborhood. But anyways, um, so. <laughs> Not a house area. House area. So the day of the wedding, we like drove an hour out to the venue and like, it was like out in the country. We're on kind of like some rocky roads. And Marigold is like, I don't feel good. My tummy hurts. And I thought she was just kind of being a little fussy too. Cause she sometimes is like this. Like she'll just get in a mood and it's yeah. like, I think you're bored of being in the car. And I get it. <laughs> Me too. Um, but we got to do this, you know? And then I like, I like keep like handing her like snacks, like applesauce or whatever. And then, I, like, hear, like, a little noise, and she goes, Mommy, I threw up. And I was like, <laughs> no. And thankfully, they weren't in their flower girl dresses yet, but I had had her hair done, and it was down. And so I was like, we're oh, not going to be no. able to keep it down. <laughs> so, like, the second we got to the venue, I, like, rushed her to the bathroom and, like, rinsed her hair out and then, like, had to pin it back down into, like, a little bun. Yuck. <laughs> It was so The shit that you go through so casually (laughs) that you described me (laughs) as if you didn't even think to mention that. And you just have to keep going. Like, it was kind of like, I can't. I mean, we're already out here. I can't, like, not do this. So, like, um, you you talking about Marigold, like, wrapping her hands around your neck while she was pooping on the cruise. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Repeatedly. And I was having to, like, balance, (laughs) squatted down. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's really something. Um, But, oh, my God. And, like, the night before the wedding, of course, like, Marigold came in at, like, 2 a.m. and was like, Mommy, I need you to come snuggle with me. And so I had to go in there, and I was up until, like, 5 a.m. with her. Because she was just wiggling. She was just wiggling. Boy. Man, it was just... This week drained you. (laughs) I got home with... Thankfully, you were like, do you want to record... Tonight's Tuesday night. We usually record on Mondays, a little behind the scenes. Um, Because I hadn't gotten to watch the movie by Sunday night like I usually do because we were in the freaking car for so long. Um, And uh, anyways, it was a beautiful wedding. Um, The girls were very cute in it. 
Um, nobody noticed that Migo had puked in her hair. And then the other thing that made me laugh was that Tig was taking her flower girl duties extremely seriously. And she was like kind of stopping every few steps (laughs) and like very carefully, like distributing evenly across the aisle. And when she got to the end, there were like five or six petals left in the basket. And she like dumped it over (laughs) and like shook it. And everybody laughed, and she was like, why is everyone laughing? And I was like, because that was really cute. And then she was pressed because Marigold had used only, like, a third of her petals. And she was like, Mommy, she has so many petals left over. Should I take them back and scatter them down the aisle? And I was like, no. Your work is done. Good job. And then the second she sits down, she goes, can I have my iPad now? And, like, weddings don't feel very long when you're a grown-up. You're like, wow, it was a quick ceremony, but to a seven-year-old. Interminable. So long. I remember weddings being like, there goes my whole day. (laughs) She and Marigold were so restless. I was like, this is not even taking that long. You guys just shh for five minutes. Um, anyways, so we got home so late and we were so tired. And, like, I just feel like I've been in second gear the whole week so far. Really need Wednesday to sort of turn things around for me. I'm begging Wednesday to turn things around for me. It's been, yeah, I've had ass sleep the past two nights. What's going on? No clue. I just have that sort of hovering near sleep feeling restless. okay. I've had that so much lately. I'm where like it's like jittery. Yeah. It's like my body feels kind of like it's vibrating. Yeah. Or my brain just, you know what's annoying is I'll, like, I'll get like a song stuck in my head. <laughs> and the other night it was Miley Cyrus's Flowers, oh, yeah, which is such an earworm. And I just could not. It was like, <laughs> I can buy the flowers <laughs> over and over again. And I was like, stop. <laughs> I need to go to sleep. <laughs> And it would not stop. I live in a pretty loud neighborhood upstairs, yeah. too. Uh, <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> I, I don't know even, like, neurologically what is happening when I'm, no, like, hearing a song in my head that and way. And I'm not even, like, some, what'll happen sometimes is, like, I'm not even having, like, racing anxious thoughts. But no. I'm just sort of like, oh, I should really paint this. And I should yeah. Really, like, and I'll just, like, <laughs> and that'll keep going. Me too. For so long. Like, well, I really should find a <laughs> a shoe storage solution soon but you probably paint the bedroom first <laughs> and like it just it won't shut no, up for sure it's the same way yeah Ugh. but then I'm not sure that I, I I'm trying to like metacognate I'm not really sure that I think in words like that I think I think in like visual like I picture myself doing things or I picture mm. certain things being done yeah that too um but I don't know if I narrate that verbally I feel like sometimes I do and sometimes I, I don't. Think, I think that's the case. But I don't know. Because, like, you know, I've, like, heard people ask, like, do you have an inner, my, like, dialogue? And I'm like... Oh, I definitely do. I See, I don't know if I do. Weird. Yeah. I know. Something I need... I don't think that I do. Like, I've never noticed myself Honestly, talking I to can't, myself. I can't medicate me for, like, <laughs> for a minute shit. longer. <laughs> or I'm gonna... I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> 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 we we are dancing on the thinnest of ice right now, girl. Yeah, you need to get a snack, right? You're I gotta a, get a little snack. Your little I gotta. Be, I'm I'm putting on a cross stitching clinic tonight. <laughs> 
So let's talk about the Limehouse Golem then. Boy. What, what a strange it, film. It was, what, I think, 6... 6.2, 6.7 or something. And that's exactly what I'd give it. And that's exactly <laughs> what I would give it. One of it. those rare times when IMDb is deadass on the nose with yeah. the rating. You know, here's the thing about it. It was just sort of fun and pulpy and yeah. stupid. Yeah, I definitely. felt clean and stupid watching <laughs> it. Like I'd never done a sin in my life. <laughs> I, <laughs> I felt worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I didn't feel bored at any point. Like I wasn't I wasn't ever like, oh man, I was wish I wasn't watching this. Yeah. But I'm not sure I'm ever going to revisit it or no. like suggest it to people, you know? No, no, no. It was like it's a it would probably be a good airplane experience. Exactly right. You know? Exactly correct. Um I love Bill Nye. I find him to be so cute. He is the same person in every role he plays. Every damn role. <laughs> and he, just like Pride, he plays a closeted older yes, man. Yes, he sure does. Um, he's so cute. I, if I just truly believe him to be a sweetheart. I believe so, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> and I've always said that. So he plays Inspector Kildare in this, an mm-hmm. older, kind of, almost going to be put out to pasture detective. Mm-hmm. Who I think has never been put on a murder case, but this one's particularly hairy, and the current inspector responsible for it is like not doing a good job solving them, and it's like public outcry is like rising. So they stick Kildare on it because they're kind of like, we know you're gonna like flop, but then it'll be okay because they'll be okay with this other guy coming back on the scene. Yeah. You know, um, the murders in question are the Limehouse Golem murders. Which is, you know, sort of a Jack the Ripper doop, I yes. would say. <laughs> doop. Um, very similar themes. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of incoherent things written about the Jews on yes. a wall. Yes. Um, There's like spooky writings that are in connect- found yeah. in connection to it that are like um, the ramblings of a... Of a, a madman. A madman. <laughs> um, um, boy, Jack the Ripper really was something scary, wasn't it? I'm telling you what. I... I've said it before and I'll say it again. The Five by Hallie Rubenhold mm-hmm. is one of the best audiobook experiences I've ever had. I will listen to that. I blew right through it and it was such a. I think this, like, the Ripper murders are, like, so fascinating to me and I just simply can't help it. And, like, there is a little bit of, of the, at the end of that book where she's kind of like, I don't think it's super cool or ethical how much prurient interest there is still in this mm-hmm. case and how much, like, tourism it drives. Um, I've given the money directly to it. <laughs> and I will strike again. <laughs> Every time I'm in London, I do a Ripper tour, and I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I do, too. You know what it is? I just think I like it from a sociological... Mm-hmm. It's, like, just a way to understand Victorian London. Yeah. Which, and it's, like, a perfect crash course in that. And that's kind of what I loved about the book, is, like, um, she talks about each of the five victims... Um, and their life, like bio- like a biography of each of them in depth. And then she'll kind of pull back and explain like what some of these practices look like. Like it'll be like so-and-so entered a workhouse, which they talk about in Christmas Carol. And then she'll kind of like be like, what is a workhouse? And she'll explain the whole process and how people end up in that situation. And there's a lot of information about like how 
much of London lived this way and Yeah, okay, I would like this information. Yeah. And like class, like the you know, moderate degrees of class mobility that some of these people will have. Like some people will get kind of one of one of the girls, like she and her husband were moderately successful. Like they were he was like a an equerry for some kind of like nobleman. And so they had like kind of a nice little house out in the country, but she just couldn't stop herself from drinking. And that's like a big one with all, almost all of these women had like alcohol problems, but mm-hmm. it's, she talks about that being something that was so common due to the high rates of poverty and people, which you learn on the Ripper tours too. Um, with these, especially the women that like are working in the streets, which she contends that most of these women actually weren't, um, they would need to drink a lot to sort of like forget their situation. Yeah. Um, and because gin was cheaper than food. So damn, people were just drunk. They told us some stuff like this on my Ripper tour. Yeah. Um, and the thing that has stuck with me uh, enduringly <laughs> is the people paying to sleep on a rope. Yeah. They would string a rope across the room and people would pay for the privilege to lean against the rope to sleep that night. Can you believe this? This is like Anna and I. You can probably I, only sleep for like seven minutes at a time. Yeah, if that. If that. Anna and I um, uh, were just recently talking about how, like, every time we travel, we're like, okay, I'm going to shift my perspective from this trip, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm coming home with a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that one, I remember being, I coming home and being like, oh, life is good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Things are fine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have a nice, comfy, cozy bed to go to sleep yeah. in each and every night. Yeah. It, whew. Anyway, rough time. Rough time. That's, um, that's where we find ourselves. That's where we find ourselves. We begin at the end, which I think is a very dumb and not yes, not good framing. Yes, and I this, think this uh, has a strong theater kid component. The whole damn thing. So it's sort of coated in a patina of theater kid. Yes. So um, Olivia Cook, uh, the dragon's girly. Yeah, I think she's a good actress, but. There were some times where I doubted myself <laughs> watching this movie. I also feel, though, that the wig master did her filth, <laughs> but so did the light master <laughs> and this the sound true. master. This is true. Um, the movie kind of was a little cheap looking and sounding <laughs> and feeling. <laughs> um, did you get that impression? I did. There were a few scenes. Well, I you know I texted you about that French maid at the yes. beginning. Oh so my I was god! Like I think that if I were to act, <laughs> I would be exactly as good as she is. <laughs> not more. Probably not much less. <laughs> she was really trying her best. She was a professional <laughs> and a delight to work with. I don't know, really know how she quite got cast. I mean, I guess the budget was the budget. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the budget was the budget. Somebody better than her would have cost a lot more, too. So Yeah. <laughs> we have to cut corners. <laughs> so she's like, what, fifth build? Yeah, she can suck. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Olivia Cook at the beginning is suspected for the murder of her husband. I think she poisoned him to death. Yes. Um... um and her French maid is like, Mon Dieu! Oh, yes, she, prepare, she prepares his cordial every night. Uh, 
but she wouldn't have done that last night because they'd had a violent fight. And it's like, girl, do you remember that? Whose side are you on? On TikTok, who did that? It was like a, vi- a viral one from like two years ago, where she did French woman who definitely didn't just kill her husband. Oh yes, I love her. What is her name? It's like Ava Eve something or Eve. Eva something. Um, man, she's funny. Boy, that what a goofy. I remember that one giving me the damn giggles. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up after this. That was so good. Um, yeah, it was very that. It was very also like, um, what's the the maid in Clue? Is like Babette or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love a little bimbo roll. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's that, fun. That kind of like a French bimbo, you know, it's kind a, of thing. Gotta be one of my favorite genders. The feather duster girl from yes. um, Beauty and the Beast is of that type. It gives, honestly. <laughs> it really, it does give. It's like, an enduring stereotype for a good reason. Big booby coquette. <laughs> one of the funniest things I think you can be. And like, I'm, just, I'm hating from outside the club. I love Big Booby Coquette. That is such a good aesthetic. It's such a... Miss Piggy. She, I was going to say she's, she's adjacent a, to Miss Piggy. She's a Big Booby Coquette. Yeah, for sure. Um, and kind of a Tammy Faye a little bit. Yeah. I love, I love Miss Piggy. <laughs> I really got to pull the trigger on getting some Miss Piggy art for my house. I think you have to get the swing. I think I have to. It's so good. As well. It makes me smile. Like, why can't I have this in my house? (laughs) Who says? (laughs) You should have it. I'm going to have it. It's so cute. I'm going to, like, put it in, like, a little gilded frame. I think you should. Man, I want to have a little shrine to extreme girliness at some point in my my closet. That, like, I can't find that real bright, bright poster of Miss Piggy that I think you and I saw on that guy's TikTok. I can't remember. I screamed when I saw it. I can't remember it. It's just like Miss Piggy in like a purple background or something like that. And it rules. Elegance. (laughs) Oh yeah, he has like a big poster of it, right? Yeah, and I was like, I want that more than anything. (laughs) (laughs) We can make this happen. That's where I'm like partially went ahead in a more mature direction in my home but then I'm no. like why why <laughs> <laughs> be who you are yeah no I might actually bite you on the bite your style on the little Miss Piggy swing I won't put it prominently girl that's fine you and I both it. have that big um yeah from Camelot the Camelot and the Lascaux and you know I like to look at it every single day I love it makes me happy every I single love day it. did I tell you my mother-in-law from a distance uh asked if it was me and Craig and I was like uh, no Thank you so, thank you so, so much. Um, but I did tell her, I was like, it's funny you say that because he was my first crush. Richard Harris. Richard Harris as. Excellent first crush. As Arthur. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from so a distance. So when I name my child Arthur, Arthur, that's why. Um, but also it is at a very high angle in my home, so. God, I love, I love her. And you know, I'm trying for this hair. I'm always trying for this It's going to happen. It's getting close. Yeah. My hair is very, very long now. Are you going to go a little lighter with the red? I would like to. It's hard to find the right box dye. (laughs) (laughs) And one thing I'm not willing to do... (laughs) Just put in the work. (laughs) Is go to a salon every three weeks. Um, I also think it's time for me to get a bang. The bayang. Yeah, I think so. So... Anyways, this film... So if you sound different next week. (laughs) It's bangs. Well, not next week. Girl, it's going to take me another three months to get to the salon. (laughs) I just know myself. being what they are. (laughs) I just know myself. I got my hair cut in January, so I'm like, well, 
You know how I am. I don't get my hair cut very often. I used to really be that way until yeah. I committed to the short shag. You have to maintain it. I, I do, and it... It's, it's so cute though. It's big. a big. It's my. I feel like I'm in my triangle hair phase, with mom. <laughs> I love that for you, and also, <laughs> which is iconic. It's though. so iconic, and like this, this is a very iconic phase. I feel. For Thank you. you. I'm enjoying it. You found it's like a sort of adjacent to Wes Anderson's hair, and I mean that positively. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson's hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, he's got that kind of like mid bob. I guess my hair does he's very not, stylish. doesn't not look like Wes Anderson's <laughs> hair. I think that's a really cool thing to say, personally. Also, okay. Chloe Sevigny frequently keeps her hair at about that length. That's what you need. That's the button you needed to hit. Did I send you that TikTok about that girl talking about Chloe Yes, 17? about why she's so cool. It's because she yeah. doesn't do her makeup or hair. Yeah. And that's why every, even when she dresses really fancy, she looks cool and undone. I'm like, I love this. Listen. That cracked a code. I, following her on Instagram was a good choice because it's like, yeah, I want to know what chic shit you're up to. I don't get this from the other girls. Like, yeah, go. Nobody's doing it like Nobody's doing it like her. I love her. wedding, are you kidding me? It ruled. She's going to be in that new show with Natasha Leone again. That girl's doing some stuff, too. Um, But nobody's doing it like Chloe said It was fun to watch them in Russian Doll season two together. You should watch that. I know, I really should. I just, season one, I think, started to wear on my soul. Yeah. Definitely. I just felt, honestly, when I watched it, like, the aesthetic of it is so well realized Mm -hmm. that I just kind of swam in it. Like, I just, I liked the imagery in it. It was so, and this, the second season is, like, a lot of, they lean really into the 70s aesthetic Mm -hmm. of it all. And that was just, it just felt really warm. I don't know. It was, like, a nice world to kind of swim in. You're making a case here. Yeah. It's just vibes, honestly. And the second season is set in the 70s? It's back and forth. Oh, okay. Um... I can't really remember the mechanics of it in the world, but, like, she kind of is, like, partially, like, living in her mother's body and, like, experiencing what her mother experienced when she was pregnant with her Hmm. and then when she was, like, a little girl. So she's, like, seeing her... She is seeing a younger version of herself, but she is, like, her mother. It's a very... That would trip me up. It was very trippy. Okay, I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. Um, so, and her mom Sold. is played by Chloe Sevigny. She's just cool. She's so cool. And then, like, you know her, her like, aunt character, Babe, from the first season, the old woman that talks like this? She's got, like, a really deep, husky voice. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they have, like, that that character when she was younger. Like, the Chloe Sevigny's character is, like, interacting with. But it's, like... I don't know, because that's, like, such a long-standing relationship that's, like, been stable for, was it Natasha? I don't remember what her character's name was, but that's, yeah, Natasha Leone is her name, the though. character's name either. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's get back to the movie, though. <laughs> sure. Anyway, it, was it like kind becomes of, a real whodunit. It's a, yeah, and uh, people of interest include... Karl Marx for some reason. Boy, that was a funny detail to me. Very Watching it, silly. I was like, y'all... That is goofy. I mean, it's based on a book, and apparently that happened in the book, and I guess the author was just like, sure. You know what's funny is Karl Marx was living in London at this time, so I'm going to just make that part of the plot, you know? Yeah. So Um, he's a, you know, he's a suspect for about two minutes. Yeah. Very Um, quickly ruled out. And then he's like, I think he's like 
I would not do this. I am Jewish. And he's like, you know what? No more questions asked. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's like two other people that they are interested yeah, in because... Because they were in the reading room when they found the scribbles yes. in the book. Yes. Um, and it's this famous actor um, and his like playwright friend. Yeah. Um, who the playwright friend was married. He's the man that was found poisoned. Poisoned. You know, I'll spare you all the details, <laughs> but... It, involved, it involves a lot of, like, vaudeville-type shows. Yeah. Which, like, it's very um, show folk, sort of... You know how you know how they are sometimes. Yeah, I do. All due respect to my dear friends and loved ones who are show folk, including Hannah and Courtney. Girls, no. I love you. Of course. Um, I have tons of friends who are theater kids. Theater kids are valid in my eyes. However, sometimes... They can get carried away. Show folk can (laughs) get a little romantic about the lifestyle involved in being on the stage. And they get, you know, they talk about sort of the high, I guess, of that. Which, I'm not someone who feels that I would be susceptible to it. I don't... I bet I would. I know you would. I love attention. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't really think I do. I mean, I make a podcast, so maybe. <laughs> but you went to whole court. Do you think so? It's you not, feel this it's way. not a bad thing, <laughs> but you and I be talking. <laughs> we do be talking. Um, and I think that's great. Yeah, that's true. But Clap yeah. if you will, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, there's like a vaudeville type element to this. Um, she does some blue jokes. There's some... some uh, uh, person that works a, a little person that works at the theater with them what was his name dead. i believe it was little isaac it was some little not little sebastian but something adjacent They're like little Vic, little victor little victor yeah and he's a real creep and like i he, had to like take it seriously when they were like what did you do after little victor was found dead he yeah like tries to grope olivia cook's character and is very shortly thereafter found dead um and so Inspector Kildare is like, it does seem to me that maybe the guy that you married might have killed little Victor because he impugned your honor or something. Because the guy that's found poison at the beginning that she married, the playwright, I can't remember his name. Um, John. 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 It was like Cheever. (laughs) Cleary. Sure. Cree. Cree. That's it. John Cree. Um, He had been really like my wife once we're married is not going to be on the stage anymore. Like that's not becoming and the theater is no place for a young woman. Um, and she's like, okay, well I only like married you because I love acting and you (laughs) told me that you were going to cast me in this role that you're writing and I'll do anything for a part. So I married you. (laughs) Oh, because she's gay, too. She's, yeah, they keep kind of bringing up that they she... They dance around it, but no, she's gay. Yeah, she's just gay. Like, they say something about, like, oh, you don't have a preference for cucumbers, do you? And it's like... And that's Ugh. when I knew she's gay. <laughs> <laughs> so she and Inspector Kildare sort of were like, you know, we understand each other. Right. <laughs> um, it's we, family. As gay people, we need to choose our families. <laughs> As RuPaul likes to say. Um, So Inspector Kildare is like, okay, this woman's been convicted of killing her husband. 
Uh, but I think that she just did that to stop him from killing more people because I believe him to be the Limehouse Golem, which is like the serial killer that's been going around Limehouse. I don't even know if Limehouse is a real neighborhood. I don't think it is. It's supposed to be like Whitechapel, I guess. Yeah. They um, just sort of took everything and made it name brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah great value. Or, Jack yeah. the Ripper. Um, and so Inspector Kildare, like, uh, intercepts her execution and is like, hold on. I have to go talk to the magistrate. Yes. And then somehow he's been doing like handwriting analysis. That's basically the basis. Boy, that was his main approach, wasn't That's it? That was his one trick. His one, <laughs> one trick because he's got a handwriting sample. So he's like, I'm going to get these folks to write something in front of me and that the truth will out. As if, like, the killer wouldn't know that. You know what I mean? Right. Anyways, so Olivia just sort of owns up to it and, like, writes her little... She's like, absolutely, I am the bitch. (laughs) In her statement, she goes, I am the golem. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Because, like, leading up to her execution, she keeps being like, where is the crowd? I thought there was going to be a crowd here. Mm -hmm. And you see that, like, her theater kid starts coming out. Yeah. Anyway, she is executed. Yes. Because she did kill him, in addition to several other people. Yes. Um, Grizzly. Disgusting. And she did it for the fame. Mm Mm-hmm. Isn't that something nasty? Yeah. So she dies, and then Kildare's, like, you know, something of a talk of the town. But nobody knows except for him that she was the golem. Yeah, he burnt it. I think my interpretation of that was that he was, like, she wants to be famous so bad she will never be famous. Yeah, true. Um, Yeah, because she goes to the scaffold thinking, like, well people are gonna remember my name which like lame bitch you're not gonna be here for that you won't get to appreciate it stinky behavior yeah um anyway so he goes to this was a real kick in the nuts he goes to a play (laughs) about her (laughs) called like sad and and casually another person dies at the end yeah so the french maid my acting classmate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she uh, is going to play Lizzie. That's her uh-huh. name, right? Yeah. And she goes up there, and then her oh, her messy friend. What is his name? Benjamin Button. It's he's Donnie like, Don Pardo. <laughs> no, it's something like that though. Lino, Dan Lino. Dan Lino. Um, he's been her sort of pal and confidant this yeah. whole time. Um, sounds exactly like Russell Brand. Uh, yeah. That, like, it, his voice sounded too modern, I felt. I agree. Um, yeah. His whole thing felt very um, Panic at the Disco music. I <laughs> Do you yeah, know what I mean? That, very that. Anyway, so he sort of feebly is like, have we checked the safety on the scaffold? And, like... Which they telegraphed that earlier. But mm-hmm. it was, they made you wait for it. Yeah, it was sort of Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Um, so she dies instantly. The, I should say that the French maid, so was like sort of a rival of Lizzie's when they were in the theater, oh, yeah. the theater. Um, and, and kind of just immediately had it out for Lizzie from day one. Like the second she walked in, she was like, bitch, I hate you. You will never be famous. And so, and the French girly liked Lizzie's husband a lot and was like pissed that they got married. Yeah, and but then Lizzie was like, I will hire you to come sleep with this man. Yes, you're going to be my maid, by which I mean 
have at it. I don't want Please, it. Please take it off my hands. <laughs> and take so take it off my hands. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. It was a. It was a. Oh, and fine, then he's like, I'll play Lizzie. And yeah. It's just like you know that chilling thing where you realize all theater kids are just so. The conniving, show must go on. You know, let's go on. Yeah. Can't, I love them, but can we trust them? I don't know. To be determined. Clap if you think we can trust the other kids. <laughs> Man, um, yeah, it was it was a it was the cute movie. I mean, it was I, definitely dark, but it was like cute in the sense of like definitely. I like the beat. <laughs> this is. It felt like it was a one time use, a single time use film. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. It showed up. It hit its mark. Yeah, it's not here to win awards. It was exactly what you expect it to be. If I had nothing to do. On, like, a Sunday in the summer in the mm-hmm. woodlands, this would have been it. And that is such a valid category of film. Thank you. You know, uh, I love, like, that Jesse James was that, I think, yeah, for a while. Yeah, um, Definitely Devil Wears Prada was always, always welcome at my table. You know what I, I think Ingrid said this years ago, and it has stuck with me. She, I think she was... I think it was her saying that like it was overcast one day and she was like, God, I wish I was at home watching the Patriot. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was like (laughs) on USA. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a specific feeling and I totally know it. It's not the Patriot for me particularly, but, um, but I remember her saying I have that so many people movies. being like, yeah, <laughs> so many movies that fit that category though. Yeah. Like a TV movie. God, I love them. Oh, I really was not a TV movie girl to be. Oh, you mean oh, like, like when okay. a movie's on TV? Okay. I get like that. when a okay. movie's on comedy central. Good night. The best. One of the best kinds of nights. <laughs> Absolutely. I just sit there, let my brain rot. <laughs> Watch the same stupid ass commercials over just and over get again. Indoctrinated by but those commercials. <laughs> I didn't mind them at the time. Now, now, a thirty-second commercial feels like an absolutely. Can you un- just shoot me instead? <laughs> an unbelievable hurdle. <laughs> I can't believe Sometimes it. Sometimes they're so long, though. Like, honestly, when they're like, that's still be 150 seconds. I'm like, that is <laughs> two and a half minutes. It sounds so long, though. Yeah. I'm always like, are you? <laughs> <laughs> when y'all were watching Ink Masters the other night, the commercial break was oh, like 150. We, and I was like, you know what? You we can't did? be serious. We went home and immediately hopped right back into one Good of those gotcha journalism free trials with them again. Because we were absolutely <laughs> going to watch Ink Masters for some reason. <laughs> and we weren't going to watch it with commercials. Do you like it? Yeah, it's so trashy. Oh, I love I love that. It's, um, you know, the exact same sort of thing as like a Top Chef or okay. a Project okay. Runway. Okay. But for tattoo artists, and they've got big personalities. I love Did you ever watch the makeup one that was like that? No. It's British. I think it's like making up or something. Ooh. I but, bet you would have <clears throat> loved that. It's very fun. I've only watched a couple of episodes, but I'm like, I love artistry. Artistry. I could be talked into watching that, I think. Yeah. It's I very love fun. a little competition. Totally. When they're like going for something smooth, like $100,000. Yes. In yeah. A feature. Like, do you remember they used to have that one about, it was like Tabitha's 
salon thing. Yes. I watched that so much in my freshman dorm. Yeah. She was really a character in the culture for a while. Yeah. I I thought she was cool. Salon takeover. Was that what it was called? Tabitha's salon takeover. (sighs) Tabitha coffee. Where is Tabitha coffee? Someone get back to me on that one. We're going to have to do some journalism. Um, So next week, what are we watching? Well, we discussed Argentina 1985. Yes. Because the girls can watch something heavy. Yeah. Maybe. And in Spanish. I'm going to... And then I'm going to figure Argentina out. With Soto Titolos. I'm going to go country by country and and figure figure it all out. out. Um, I don't know much about this at all, except that it was nominated today for Best foreign film yeah some is that what it's was that what the category is called? i think so best um, f- best feature foreign yeah. language something like yeah. that yeah so i think that we're sort of following the oscars thing for a while yeah see what happens we'll draw from that well yeah um so anyways yeah we'll watch that next week i think it's supposed to be on amazon prime yeah yeah but um that ought to do it i think that should do it y'all have a great week bye bye